This is the Pulse Podcast, a somewhat regular production of the Evangelical Free Church of Canada. We're here today to talk about things that matter to your faith, your life, and the Free Church family. Welcome to the Pulse Podcast. My name is Brad. I'm the Communication Catalyst here at the FCC Home Office, and my guest today is Mark. Mark, you're joining us for some mission stuff and some cross-cultural uh, enhancement and uh, expertise training. Uh, can you describe what what uh, your priorities are there? Sure. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, um, thanks for being here. I My role is to help uh, people engage in international mission a little bit more effectively. And so that is often from the short-term perspective or the midterm perspective or long-termers. And I've had the opportunity to do so for the past 25 years in lots of different contexts. Actually, I think it's more than that now. <laughs> uh, and I had the opportunity to travel to about 50 different nations and working with lots of uh, different denominations and uh, folks from across North America. Uh, and my, in, I suppose my goal in the end is saying, where is where are some of the skills that we can improve what it is that we do? Mm-hmm. We hear some of the criticisms about mission or short-term mission in particular. And my thoughts are those criticisms are warranted, but what is our responsibility to correct them? Okay. Can you name a couple of those criticisms? <clears throat> sure. Yeah. There are lots of people say, you know, they they come in without much of an agenda. We're going to go and focus and uh, they actually cause more harm than help. Uh, what about uh, poverty and partnership? How do we go in and give things away? What about the classic example of the team coming in with a hockey bag full of shoes and uh, they give it away to all the people in the community, which of course destroys the livelihood of the local shoemaker, which means that his children don't have shoes the next year. Right. So it perpetuates some problems and, and there are there are some realities to those dynamics and making people aware of that uh, can help their effectiveness. Yeah, there's real realities to those. I think mm-hmm. uh, I've probably been the critic longer than the creator and I think at some point <laughs> I realized I had to stop being a critic about this uh, because it's easy to criticize and say, well, what is my responsibility to, to improve that system? Right. Because is it... Think about it. Do you do you criticize an 18-year-old kid who's only heard about uh, sharing and giving and providing? And so she gets on an airplane, she goes overseas to help out in some meaningful way. And uh, then suddenly she's told that she's this horrific person. Well, it doesn't make any sense to her. Right. Massive disconnect. Yeah. 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 And so my concern is, do we criticize her or do we suggest that maybe we... Uh, in the sending field or in the receiving side of things as missionary hosts or receiving teams, what responsibility do we have there? Right. So you're working with leaders in each one of those uh, categories, short-term, medium-term, and and long-term career. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, you're here interacting with some of our career missionaries at this point. Yeah. Um, But I'm, I'm expecting that um, there's people in, in our pews who are listening to this who are either considering leading a short-term team or being involved in one. So let's let's just uh, connect with that for a second. Sure. Um, what are some of the things that you would like to initially make people aware of as they're embarking on a short-term team? Yeah. Well, I think one of the thoughts that may be helpful is to consider is how would you want someone from outside coming to work in your community? Mm-hmm. You know, why are, why is there sometimes this expectation that, hey, whatever we send is good? And what, do, and what does preparation really look like? Right. How do we say to someone with the best heart and good intentions, that's fantastic, it's a great motivator, but where are the skill sets that are necessary as well? Hmm. And I think people don't recognize that there's been a lot of work done on this. Right. Now, 
that work is good. I mean, there's standards of excellence out there that exist. Uh, the EFC has guidelines for best practice. I found real two complex difficulties with them. Number one is no one knows they exist. And number two is too many people just don't read them. Uh, and I understand why. It's like that really important email that you have at the bottom of your inbox that you'll get to someday when you have time. Right. And we never have time. Right. And so... I'm not suggesting it's not important, but I think more importantly, how do we do it is, right. is more interesting to people. Yes. So, okay, if there's problems and concerns, then what is my responsibility? And so that's what I spend a lot of my time working through is helping people work through those specific tools. So how do I prep a team? What is my responsibility for safety and engagement? How do I figure out the money? You know, right. all, all those really basic questions. What about uh, problem people on the team? How do I work through those issues? Wow. What will those problem people look like? How mm -hmm. will I identify them? When do I say no to someone? Can I say no to someone? Some people are concerned about. Um, even some, I may get into the nitty gritty, you know, here's the funny thing. Some people suggest, uh, missionary hosts have said this to me, and this is just between you, me, and... <laughs> and our and, listeners. And our listeners. Keep it yeah. a secret, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Don't tell anyone. <laughs> but they've said, you know, the two of the most complicated people that they receive to the field are successful pastors and successful business people. Hmm. And it's not because of their success. It's just that they believe that their success is completely transferable. And yes, success can be transferable, but not completely. Right. And so how do we take the successes of people who have been, you know, great leaders in other ways and make them um, effective for the field? Right. Recognizing culture and all of those issues. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that's a, a challenging one. Um, I, I have encountered people that would fall into that description too. And, and it would seem to be uh, true that sometimes they think their education is complete. Yeah. In, in that kind of a way, like they're, um, they've learned what they need to know and now they're going to, they're, they're spending their life teaching other people. Yeah. So as you say, then, uh, transferring that is not as likely if it's coming from that posture of, I'm not teachable, I'm just, I'm teaching. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, that's a difficult dynamic to, to deal with in a cross-cultural setting. You know, I, I think, I mean, it's a deeper rooted issue in my mind and, and the rooting of that issue is that they're it's often this disconnect between wealth and poverty. And, mm. and as we consider the poor, you know, as this group, as this, you know, this faceless mass, the third world or the right. developing nations or the southern world, and as, as people describe it, they often think of it as very singular. And it's my job to go fix their problems. And if I don't, then somehow it won't happen. And there's no mm. one there with any capacity to do so. Okay. Yeah. And so that that is the really the root of the issue in my in my perspective is because so so when someone is successful at home they say well then i need to take my success i've seen examples of others on netflix where they've taken their success and and gone to help out the less fortunate i've seen people <laughs> yeah. uh, buy a pair of shoes and and give a pair of shoes away and so those are the mechanisms that i've seen now anyone who's done this work for any length of time recognizes that those are promotional mechanisms more than their actual uh, community change mechanisms. Right. They're not taking into account necessarily what the lasting impacts on the community level have been. They're they're looking at it from the person who's the actor in that particular instance. They're the yeah, when change I'm, agent, When so I'm speak, feeling but. really uh, negative, I might say they're looking for the Instagram photo. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, and I know that's not true. I know there's so many people out there who are doing this with the absolute best of intentions. They really, really, truly want to engage in helpful ways. Yes. And so 
That's my job is to say, how do I help you to do this better? And I've spent many, many hours uh, working with uh, hosts and missionaries and expats from all over the world, uh, nationals, as they received in hosts and as they received in teams. And they've given me some real clear indicators on how to do this better. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So that's what I do. Yeah. And, and uh, um, there's one point that I wanted to pick up on in this conversation. Uh, you've said that you like messing with people's ideas about poverty. Yeah. Um, can you just unpack that briefly? What does that look like? How, sure. how do you, I mean, you've already brought up poverty in this and, and yeah. the, the disconnect there, but um, what, what are some of the ways that you can make that real for people? Well, when we think of the poor, we often think of them through a single lens, which is they're waiting, hands outstretched, dusty faces. And we've seen this image many times, right? Mm-hmm. It's on the cover of most brochures. It's on the, it's a, uh, it's a video footage of an aftermath of a disaster. But the truth is that the poor are not waiting. They are full of capacity with all kinds of ideas. Yes, they're looking for partnership, just like you and I are. Right. You know, just like you and I are looking for partnership when we face a, a difficult problem. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to give you my problem. My friend in Honduras, Julio, said uh, to me really clearly one day, I, sometimes I have to move this table in my house. It's a huge table. It's really heavy. He says, now, I ask a friend to help me move it. At the end of moving it, when he lets go his half the table, it doesn't mean he owns half the table. And it's still my table. And he said the same thing with my problems. When I ask for some assistance, I recognize that I own the problem from mm. the beginning to the end. And I think that's a really complicated thing for us to do sometimes as outsiders. We actually believe that the problem is something that we need to own as opposed to coming in and believing in the capacity of others. Wow. That's profound. Um, this and uh, a whole lot more are available in your teaching of short-term leaders. And, and uh, I, I, how can people get in touch with you? Sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to have a conversation. Uh, email me at uh, mark at stmleader.com. Uh, maybe even more simply before that is go look at the blog post at stmleader.com and uh, read through. There's lots of articles there, some controversial, some kind of fun. Uh, I, one in particular has gotten a lot of attention is uh, Africa is my favorite country. <laughs> some of you will get that. Yeah. Um, I hope a lot of people. I, yeah, everyone will get this, of course. <laughs> everyone, I, yes. I, I had a few people angry with me. Uh, but then, uh, and the things that Jesus didn't say about about mission, I think is a really interesting one there. So you might want cool. to look at stmleader.com. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us. And uh, I appreciate hearing your perspective on some of these things. Happy to be on. Thanks for having me. 